And welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other host. My name is Tenant Michael, and I've got a nice big smile on my face, and I've uh, got the mic here. I've got my headphones on, and I'm ready for another uh, professional podcast session. It's amazing, Mike, how you light up when you're podcasting, because a lot of uh, listeners to the podcast, I'm sure, don't see you in your day-to-day life, and you look sad and droopy, and you don't have any life to you, but as soon as you start podcasting, it's like you light up. This is truly the best thing in your life, isn't it? It it really is. I compare it to, have, have you seen the film Awakenings with Robin Williams? Uh, where he plays a, some sort of psychiatrist. There's a famous scene uh, where Robert De Niro plays a patient at this, uh, I believe it's an insane asylum, and he's sort of, um, he's basically a vegetable man. He doesn't respond to anything. He doesn't speak. He just sort of sits there. And there's one famous scene where Robin Williams, as the doctor, he throws a ball at Robert De Niro, and Robert De Niro catches it, and he lights up, and you're like, oh, I guess... Uh, I guess there is something going on um, in that man. Interesting. Now, are you sure that wasn't the Robin Williams film RV? RV? No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this was Awakenings, unless it was Patch Adams. Robin Williams made he made so many movies where he was a doctor. It's actually hard to keep track. Of it him. is. Yeah. Well, what did he have an RV? An RV with in this movie? I think. Actually, I can't say definitively. He may have. Mm, Okay. RV Doctor. Imagine a movie called RV Doctor. You know what? At those RV parks, there should be a doctor. That's actually a great idea for like an ER type show. But instead of being at a high pressure packed Chicago hospital, it's it's in an RV park. And there's a doctor in the... In the RV park, and people come to him with their problems. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, oh, the, uh, I was running the hose, and it got wrapped around <laughs> my leg, and it now my leg hurts. And then the doctor has to help him. <laughs> it's a good idea. This week on RV Doctor, someone was running the hose. Um, <laughs> there's so many. You brought up a Chicago, Chicago um, Hope. You must know. I brought up ER, Michael. I brought up ER. Sorry, ER, but you said the word Chicago, I believe, and it it got me thinking about how many of the how many Chicago shows there are. There's Chicago PD, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, you know, Chicago this, Chicago uh, Chicago Garbage Collection, um, Chicago Hot Dog Stand. I'm just joking, of course, but there are quite a few Chicago shows. That's a great observation, and. You know, I'm all about, uh, you know, I'm very interested in content and creating content. And what you just did there, you just, you know, really allowed us to create some great content. We could talk about this for for hours. Yeah. The number of Chicago shows there are. I wonder if any of this stuff we've talked about off the top is usable or will get edited out. (laughs) You never know, because sometimes it takes us a bit of time to to warm up. And sometimes we come out of the gate super hot, super uh, energized. Maybe we should talk in this rapid, high-energy way for a few minutes prior to recording. And then by the time we hit record, we're going to be really ready to go. 
because usually before we start recording, um, we we catch up and we sort of talk about how how bleak everything is, <laughs> and maybe yeah. that isn't the best warm up for starting our funny show. Um, yeah, you might have a point there. You definitely <laughs> might have a point there. Um, yeah. Um, you know, you know what's not bleak? Hmm. Canada is getting a brand new governor general soon. Yeah, that's great. That's always exciting. I remember being a kid and, you know, you're, you're, you're so excited when they announce a new governor general, you know, and it's like Christmas morning when they announce who the who the person is, you know, yes. like when Adrian Clarkson came in, that was like for me, that was like when Joe Carter hit that home run in 93 or. Yes. You know. I remember I, I gathered with my family and we all watched uh, the, the swearing in of Adrian mm. Clarkson and we had a huge breakfast together <laughs> and we, you know, paid tribute to all the governor generals of, of times gone by and we said a prayer for future governor generals. Absolutely. And, and it's, a, it's such an important job. Yeah. I believe it's the, re- it's the person, it's like the go between between the Canadian government and the queen. Well, yes. Well, the actual, the governor general is the queen's representative. In ah. Canada, right? And that's what's so, so difficult about this, you know, what's happened recently in Canada because our, our most recent governor general, Julie Payette, uh, French Canadian governor general, former astronaut, she mm. had to bow to public pressure and resign her role as governor general because apparently she was a bit of a hothead and she uh, created a toxic work environment and she was apparently abusive. So she got canceled. She got canceled, uh, even though she's been to the moon. What What is going on in our society that now it's not just that we're canceling, uh, you know, people on Twitter and all this stuff. We're canceling yeah. people who've been to the moon. Yeah. I mean, where does it oh. end? Um, if, if Yeah. Where, where does it end? Are we going to start canceling the Voyager space probe that's outside of the solar system? Yeah. I mean, you know. Or the, are we going to cancel the Canadarm because it uh, tickled Pluto that one time? I mean, where does it end? You yeah, know, but it's an we, arm, folks. It doesn't know where it's going. Maybe it, it's, you know, gently touched up against Pluto. It doesn't know what it's doing. Yeah. And so Julie Payette, former governor general, she had to quit because she was, uh, I guess she made, she abused her staff and they complained and now she's uh, she's been fired with a lifelong pension, but uh, of you course. know, personally speaking, if a French Canadian space woman or man, and we're talking about an intergalactic French Canadian here, okay? Mm. If a space French screamed and yelled at me, I'd think it was amazing. I'd be honored mm. because this is a person I'd say, "What the heck." I'm willing to put up with this. This person's, you know, been to the moon and back. They've, you know, high fived the sun. They've probably like uh, stuck their head out the spaceship's window and like ah, opened their mouth and got like uh, eaten some space dust. You know, that's that's pretty cool. That is neat. And you know what, Michael? That's literally a person who has has seen Saint John's, Newfoundland, <laughs> and Victoria, BC. 
at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Because they're in space, so they can see all of Canada. She was up in space. She saw, from yeah, like just as you said, she saw BC and Newfoundland at the same time. She probably looked out the spacecraft window and said, Tabernak. Yes, you know? yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, she, you know, she, um... She she represented Canada up there in space. You know what I mean? I heard she I heard she was uh, you know playing hockey on the uh, ISS yep. International Space Station. Smoking. And I heard she brought her Timmies up there. Yep, yep. She brought Timbits. Yes. Now you know what I like. People are like people are ragging on her and and like sort of you know scolding her, wagging their fingers at her for her behavior. Yeah. But you know what? It's actually kind of cool. Yes, I'll say it's cool. For a goody-two-shoes country like Canada to actually have a badass astronaut, especially after Mr., you know, Mr. Little, Little Mr. Perfect, Chris Hadfield, who's like, oh, I teach, I teach school children how to brush their teeth yeah. in space. I sing songs with the bare naked ladies. He's squeaky clean. Whereas she's like, hell no. Uh, hold my yeah. beer, Chris. I'm going to flip you the finger and tell you to fuck yourself. That's the kind of cool punk astronaut we need. It's so true. You're 100% right. Chris Hatfield's like, you know, uh, oh, you know, oh, uh, I have an extra kidney. Anybody need it? Mm, uh. And everyone's like, grow up. And then meanwhile, this other astronaut, she's actually telling it like it is. I think she'd be yeah. a great guest on the podcast. I think her and I have a lot in common. And we're running, you know... Give me a break. It's it, like you say, it's good for Canada to start having people with a bit of attitude. Yeah. Like the rest of the world thinks we're pussies. I agree. And I agree. finally, we got someone with a bit of uh, oomph and it's a problem. Give me a damn yeah. break. I mean, who do you who's the most famous French Canadian aside from Julie Payette? Maybe Celine, Celine Dion. Dion. Right. Who has a, you know, her public personas. She's very gracious and mm-hmm. kind and you know it's yeah. like oh snooze fest um mm-hmm. meanwhile you got julie payette coming in here uh making all sorts of rude gestures with her hands and throwing things and like uh slapping people yeah, yeah. think of how pop think of what the sopranos did for the united states Prior to The Sopranos, people thought the United States was boring. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, they got these characters that are doing bad stuff and have a lot of attitude, and people love the United yeah. States. This is what we should be doing, too. Tonight on The Sopranos, Tony and the crew do some bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are the governor generals always from Quebec? I feel like they always are. I feel like they sort of throw Quebec a bone. Um, yeah. And and it's funny because Quebecers, out of anyone in Canada, uh, respect the Queen the least. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That seems to be the dynamic in Canada, is that we go, oh, the throw Quebec a bone, and then Alberta goes like, ah, I, I suck. <laughs> like, Alberta just suck. What would you, hey, this is a good one. Did we do this on the podcast? What would you rank as the as the best and worst provinces in Canada? Now, full disclosure, I haven't been to every province. I've never mm. been... I'll just get this out of the way up, uh, up top. Never been to uh, New Brunswick. Uh, oh, I have. been to PEI or mm-hmm. Newfoundland mm-hmm. or the territories. You've been to Saskatchewan? Drove through it, yes. Shit. Stayed one night in a motel in Regina. Ooh. 
Regina is never going to be able to move past that. It name sounds like vagina. I'm sorry. Regina yeah. might end up being the New York of Canada. You know, maybe they, 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 they 10 million people move there and it becomes amazing. Yeah. That name's not going to work. You can't sound that name? much like vagina. How about, um, what, what there, there's going to be a new city called like Renus <laughs> Rassive rock. I don't know. Rassive rock. Well, I was trying to do like Scooby Doo trying to brag. <laughs> I've got a brass of rock. <laughs> Maybe we know, vagina. Scooby. Can you put it back in its skin thing? <laughs> Ew, it's gross. <laughs> Maybe Regina should change its name to something um, less controversial. Maybe something like um, um, Bussy? <laughs> Bussy Saskatchewan? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, sorry for that feedback there. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what else is going on? How, how has your uh, how's your week been, James? Oh, thanks for asking. My week's been okay. Um, if you listened last week, which you should, it was a great episode. Oh, yes. Um, I've been watching a lot of Cobra Kai on Netflix. Uh, it's probably the only damn show out there worth a fucking damn. Uh, actually has balls. And it's sort of based in the Karate Kid universe, and I've been watching it, mm-hmm. um, and I love it. And uh, so I, it inspired me to start my own dojo. So right. um, yeah. I've actually bought a space. I bought a bunch of mats. I've ordered a bunch of guns, a bunch of stuff to get ready for, mm. for a dojo. And I uh, put some ads online and everything. And anyway, this week I was supposed to pick up the guns. And right. um, they wouldn't let them through the goddamn border. I drove to friggin' Windsor to, in a big truck to pick up all the guns for my dojo. <laughs> and... They wouldn't let him across the damn border. And I'm there. I'm standing there at the Windsor-Detroit River. I'm looking. I can see the damn guns. And the, you know, arrogant, up-their-own-ass customs losers won't let the damn guns through. And so now, Mike, I've got a ton of unhappy kids who aren't going to be able to learn karate because I wasn't able to get those guns. And that is a shame in COVID that we are not able to be able to be doing karate because of these uptight Trudeau loving customs agents. Right. Well, I'm sorry to hear. I, I, you, you clearly are, are all worked up about this issue, but um, yeah, I mean, surely you can still t- teach these, these kids karate with, without um, the guns, right? No, 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 Mike, you don't say to a baseball player, can you play baseball without a bat and a ball and bases? You don't. It's right. I, you need the guns if you're going to do karate. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I have to rethink the dojo or I don't know. This might surprise you, but I, as a young boy, actually did. I uh, took uh, karate lessons for a little bit and I actually worked my way up to a um, from a white belt to a yellow belt. Not to brag, but uh, not once can I remember the sensei uh, having a gun, talking about guns or, you know, think. I, you probably just forgot. <clears throat> I'm sure he did. I'm not sure. It's karate. Yeah. Well, well, I'll write know. him. Hopefully he's still alive. Hopefully, and maybe we can get my old sensei as a guest on the show. Wouldn't it be funny you know to him tell stories about me? I love this. Let's yeah. get your sensei on the show. Okay. I'll reach Seriously. out to him. Yeah, I'll go to LinkedIn. LinkedIn has a special corner just for senseis. <laughs> Um, how was your week, Mike? 
Oh, my week was pretty wild. I actually, and I, I usually pride myself for being, you know, uh, aware of my surroundings. I actually got pranked by none other than Just for Laughs gags, if you can believe it. Are you kidding me? The famous Canadian Quebecois joke show? Yeah, the, the, the very same. Yes. Just oh my for God. Laughs gags. They got me good. Um, I'll tell you, it's very funny how it happened. I was, um, I was in the park near our building, and... Um, on a picnic table, I saw a syringe, right? A, pl- a normal everyday needle. And beside sure. the syringe... you see them all the time. S- all the time in, in this neighborhood. And there was a sign beside the needle that said... It, was, it had an arrow and was pointing to the needle and said, COVID vaccine. Take... Uh, like, please take one. And uh, so I went to, to reach for the needle and then the needle sort of like... It got pulled away. It just moved. It seemed to roll of its own accord, and I was like, "What the heck was that? A gust of wind?" And hmm. and then I tried to, to I f- tried to pick up the needle, and again it moved. And every time I took a step towards the needle, it started rolling away from me, until the point where I I followed the needle around uh, a couple of blocks, and the needle finally uh, it disappeared inside of a tent, right? And oh I, my I, god. I said, well, I need that vaccine, and I, uh, I, so I opened the tent flaps, and I walked in, and that's when I realized that the needle had been attached to a darn string the whole time, and that I had uh. been the victim <laughs> of a Just for Laughs gag. Mike, that is so funny. I can't believe you got yeah. fooled by Just for Laughs gags. That's a good joke they did there. A, a vaccine on a, on a string. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, yeah, I, Lord knows what they what they injected me with, but uh, I was laughing because it's been a pretty pretty grim time lately. So, um, you know, whatever Wait. it is, what they injected you with something? Yeah, the two men inside the tent. Well, one held one sort of held me down, and the other took the uh, took the needle and stuck it in my arm. And uh, I, uh, Lord knows what it was, and they didn't, they, they didn't speak English. It wasn't French either. They were speaking some sort of, some other language. It was, seemed like Eastern European, or maybe, maybe, I, I have no idea. But, um. Wait, are you sure this was just for laughs gags? It seemed, it, I'm pretty sure it was just for laughs gags. But, but I will reiterate, they weren't speaking English. Uh, someone was filming me though and they were laughing and i was laughing so it i'm, I'm pretty i'm 99 sure it was just for last gags oh yeah so what happened after they injected you with something oh they gave me some cookies um and some uh, orange juice and um and then they let me go and I, I i have to admit i did start feeling a little bit different i got very overheated like my all my skin turned red i got very sweaty and I had an enormous burst of energy, uh, unlike anything I've ever experienced before. And I was sort of walking around, jumping and, and shouting. I was hooting and hollering, walking around. And I felt like I had, this is going to sound silly, but I felt like I had superhuman strength. I actually walked back to the park. And you know how park benches are sort of bolted into the ground? Yeah. Well, I up, I lifted a park bench up from the ground. I sort of ripped it out of its uh, mooring, and I carried it around. And I was yelling and laughing. And I actually, I I threw it through the front uh, window of a restaurant and ran away. Wow. I mean, Mike, I I um 
I, I think I'm I'm feeling just a bit concerned as to what was in the injection. I think it's odd. You well, know, you I get and me the, both. Well, I get that the prank is pretty funny. Like, yeah. I love that they pranked you. And I think that's a lot of fun. The second part is odd to me. What what why did they inject you and what was it? And, and how are you now? Well, it was part of the gag. As I did, I not make did I not explain it? You properly? did, it, but I yeah. just don't think that second part is necessary. That's just okay. It's enough of a payoff to see you go. Oh, oh, it was on a string. You know, it. it right. They really didn't need to inject you with something. Whether well, you know, does a does a joke need a punchline? I mean, we'll never. Some people would say no, but I I'd say yes. So I don't know. I'm sure it was fine. I'm feeling better. The effects of the injection, whatever it was, only lasted about 16 hours. And then I went from, it was interesting. I went from being extremely overheated to extremely cold. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's curious. I'm just going to say it's curious. I'm glad. Curious, Mr. Holmes. (laughs) Well, look, I'm glad. Look, here's one thing I've learned. You, You definitely know how to take a joke. And I think you're a good sport. Thank you. I have my concerns as to what, you know, as I said, why they added that second step, why they didn't just leave it at, oh, you know, haha, it's on a fishing line. Yeah, they seem And what's their motivation? This is my concern. Why, why, what is their motivation to inject you with something? Yeah. I mean, once again, there was a language barrier, so I don't know, but it was, you know. And that's odd too. It was just nice to be part of a gag in these very grim very monotonous times, so you know, no, no complaints from me. <laughs> well, you're a good sport. I mean, that I don't know. You're a good Thank sport. You, sir. Thanks. Yeah, I got to give you that. I got to give you that. There's a lot Thank about you. you. I'm not sure about, but you're a good sport. Thanks. Uh, hey, before we move on to our Patreon in, in info, I had a tweet from Imani at Imani Drayton27. It's her birthday on the 27th. She was wondering if she could get a shout out. Happy birthday, Imani! Happy birthday! May this be the first of many to come. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's her first birthday, but hey, no, you know what? Yeah. We're trying to get a younger audience, so if it is, that's great. Yes. Happy birthday! Yeah. Um. So, Mike, before we take a break and move on to our guest, um, yes, we have a little thing called a Patreon. And if you've got a little thing called a computer, you want to take your little <laughs> fingers and type patreon.com slash landlord tenant. And if you feel moved by the spirit or the d- demon, um, <laughs> feel free to to help support the show. And any any amount you give uh, helps us and we, we truly appreciate it. That's right. Um, you get a bonus episode every month where we peel back the curtain. Mm-hmm. If you're a Patreon person, and if you can't, oh God, don't worry about it. But if you could uh, maybe rate and review us, uh, that would be really helpful. R&R, rate and review, baby. Um, And rate us on hotornot.com if you see us on there. Yes. Uh, hopefully a high mark. Okay, well, why don't we take a break and come back with our guest. Welcome back, listeners. I was worried you wouldn't find your way back to us. 
Our guest this week is an actor, writer, and member of Twitter. She's making her exciting second appearance on the show. Look, everybody, look who that is over there, just just over by the window. It's Tess Dagenstein. Hello. Hey, Tess. Hello. Oh, over by this window. Go ahead. Sorry, Tess, for interrupting. I was just going to say I apologize for Mike. This is your third appearance on the show. Both were fantastic. <laughs> and Mike, I don't know what his problem is. I don't know why he's nagging you like this. Is it no, really? No, that's okay. We're playing two truths and a lie. We found the lie. Okay. Yeah, oh. this is the sleepover games episode. I just That's, decided. Buckle I am up. Oh, so idea. sorry. Thank I, you. I th- genuinely thought you have to believe me. I thought this was your second appearance, and I feel like <laughs> utter shit. I believe you. It's okay. I, I believe you. Not only okay. your earnest delivery, but your uh, character empirically makes you a believable human being. Thank you. Thank you very You're much. Welcome. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Hi. Well, Hi, guys. Thanks, I'm over thanks. here by this window. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on again, Tess, in, in the midst uh, of COVID, no less. Ah, uh, okay. It's COVID. <laughs> now, Tess, we should, I feel like, just in, in uh, for the sake of full transparency, mm-hmm. we had to delay our recording today because of a technical uh, snafu. You, you didn't have headphones, did you? <laughs> Uh, picture me a, a professional actor you know working remotely and i do not have a headphone to my name was my face red yes. thank god i mean thank god this isn't a visual medium because uh yeah. I, i'm as red as a as a red delicious over here well because you do wonder would gordon pinsit or the guy from <laughs> bon cop bad cop Cole Meany, would those guys not have headphones confior call me uh, professional, but I did not have my headphones. <laughs> oh, I meant so, to say Colm Fior. Oh, cool. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know who the first guy was. Colm Meany is the Irish guy in Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek PS9. <laughs> oh, that's He's nice. O'Brien. Imagine an entire spaceship entirely staffed by Irish people. That's the kind of sci-fi <laughs> show that's probably too, uh, too a little too radical for most people. <laughs> No, I, it's 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 a great idea, Mike. Yeah, yes. um, I love it. I think it'd it. be soothing. I would want them all to tell me a tale well, as we th- blast through space. <laughs> and Mike, in, there could be a part of the ship that's like an allegory for the North, you know? So, you know, there's a little tension oh, yeah. there. Space yeah. is all about allegories, if uh, sci-fi has taught me anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's like a newer... Uh, CNN reporter who's Irish and he was the one I think on the scene the day that all those uh, brave patriots stormed the Capitol building and so you saw these scenes of violence and like people screaming and yelling and and you know fighting going on and it was being narrated by this very soothing Irish accent it was it was it was very nice actually Oh, good. Well, if you're going to, yeah, you're going to have to see it. It's nice if there's kind of a a dulcet tone delivering the news. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you, do you guys remember, who was it? Tessa, what's her name? The the figure skating couple. Tessa Virtue. Yes, Tessa. Yeah, do you guys remember me? Um, (laughs) No, Tessa Virtue and Scott Scott Moore. I I remember Mm -hmm. watching their routines almost exclusively to the the French-Canadian broadcast because it was like, (laughs) it was so sensual. And he was like whispering it all, like incredibly like, 
Uh, et puis, tu peux voir l'amour <laughs> entre les deux. C'est like it was just uh, really enhanced the experience. You know what? I watched that and I felt I I mean it was Horny. it was yes it was yes. really sexy when yeah. he picks her up and I mean I'm I'm not trying to be totally gross but they he picks her up flips her upside down his head is basically. <laughs> you know, in her crotch and they, they yeah. knew what they were doing. Like they held there for a moment and it was like, Oh, they're pretending he's, you know, going downtown. Ice munching. They call it James. What? Ice munching. It has a name. Yeah. Ice fishing. That's ice fishing. Uh, the, yeah. The new way, the liberated way. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No worm needed. Um, they're great though and they're both i mean they're both pretty hot you know what's sad though and i'm i'm I'm, i take the side of the guy scott what's his name scott moore i think more so yeah like m-o-i-r yeah okay so tessa virtue she got all sorts of endorsement deals she's advertising this and that she's always on tv probably making a lot of money doing these tv ads and what does Scott Moore get? Nothing. <laughs> no, no one no one cares. The only male figure skater who's doing ads on TV is still Kurt Browning for that goddamn insurance company where he wears a hat and then does roller skating. Whoa, what's oh. that? I that haven't seen it either. Right up my alley. Tess, you gotta see these ads. They're amazing. <laughs> like, can you tell me more though? Or can you tell me more? <laughs> <laughs> tell me more. Well, about which one? About Kurt about Browning? The, about the Kurt Browning ones. He, you've never seen these? No. Um, I haven't either, Mike. I'm actually I'm, wondering I, if this is bullshit. I I'm wondering, bull- yeah. If, uh, okay, it's Chip Reverse drink. Mortgages, um, and he's been doing these ads since at least 2016. Uh, bald as you like. He always roller, <laughs> sk- <laughs> always roller skates a bit. I, th- I think a few of them have been on ice, and um, it's, you know, it's it's just, it brightens your day when you're watching this, these sort of this a parade of, frankly uninspiring tv ads featuring mm. people who are not you know elite athletes and then you see kurt browning there on your screen <laughs> trying to convince you to reverse your home's mortgage <laughs> wow i've got to see I, i'm looking online and they are here so you yeah. got it right mike Damn. maybe we could insert the audio or something because i'd love to hear them sure is um, i'm imagining it right now just imagining yeah. kurt telling me about my house <laughs> um is stoico still the, oh, there was a lays chip athlete that I, mark that messier was really formative in term yes, yes yes to me yeah. he's always been the lays chip athlete and it was one of those things where it was like i didn't know he was an athlete but seeing him on tv as a kid i was like this guy's He's a little different than these other actors they've got on here. Like, I was like, this guy's lived. He's tough. He doesn't look like yeah. a Toronto improviser that got this no. audition. And I don't think that, yeah, exactly. They didn't put like a plaid shirt on him and like a mustard yellow pant. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just, he, he stood out. So I was like, I don't think this guy is an actor. Like, I think he has a past. And then it was years later that I was like, oh, that's Mark Messier. Okay, cool, cool. Mm. Um, do you guys remember Stoico? Elvis Stoico? Yes. Because yes. like, I'll never forget like, him, actually. You know, in Canada, in the, I'm going to say, early 2000s, maybe late 90s, it was kind of like, yeah, Kurt Browning was the, the guy you bring home to mom, who's, yeah. you know, probably, you know, low sex drive. And 
Elvis was the sexy guy. He could do yeah. like mixed martial arts. He was dangerous. Yeah. I think he did a, a routine to Metallica. Oh, yeah. damn. That would have like blown the blown the lids off the figure skating world. That would have blown the lids off lids. The sports yeah. store. <laughs> <laughs> lids were blown and he used to end every routine. Is that the right terminology? Every dance? Uh, I think so. Every ice, every piece. Every, every ice piece. munch. <laughs> every ice munch. He would he would end by doing a little twirl. And then he'd give the entire crowd, including the, the refs, the finger, and he would shout the F word. And this, Canada had never seen anything like this guy. Uh, and then right. he, he would shout the F word. <laughs> yeah, they were shocked in the Nagano. Across the ice, across arenas, named yeah. anything from Molson to Rogers. <laughs> The, the judges in the Nagano Olympics were stunned when he yelled the F word for no real reason after his routine did. They were stunned. <laughs> he did fine. He didn't do great. He didn't do bad. Why did he yell the F word? <laughs> Nagano was stunned. Thanks for yeah. bringing up Nagano. I, I just remembered yeah. that I had that, uh, that N64 game. Oh, right. I think it was 98. Yeah, I think. Was it 98 or 96? Uh, 96 was Atlanta. My God, James, I didn't know oh, you knew all the Olympics. I'm a, I, I, I have a sort of sports, you know, me classic jock. So I've, I've, I memorize <laughs> all these sports things, not intentionally, but they're just in my head. That's cool. You could have been a sportscaster. The Ron I, that was my dream to, when I was a kid. Do you guys consider yourself the Don Cherry and Ron McLean of podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting question. Um, Thank I've never you. even thought about it, but, um, I suppose, I suppose I do now. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I mean, I'm definitely the Don Sherry because I'm like the guy, you know, with the fans and makes all the money and, you know, giving the only guy with the balls to give certain opinions. And you're the Ron McClain kind of, you know, mm -hmm. he's mm -hmm. there. I'm adaptable. I'll say anything to keep my job. I have no <laughs> actual morals. <laughs> I'm and a little you've been, yeah. chameleon man. You're completely nondescript for some reason. Like you could, mm -hmm. you could be married to him your entire life and still not quite be able to describe his face. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you've been photographed topless and drunk at Toronto bars. Absolutely. Did yeah. you know topless? that that's true? <laughs> there's a there's for real there's a photo of ron mcclain drunk topless in a bar Was and apparently he goes to the dakota tavern all the time oh that's kind of fun well i yeah. hope that once <laughs> this is all over i can i can see him there <laughs> yeah if that's what when i this miss is all most over. of all yeah i i'm with you Tessa. when this is all over and i yeah, if i go to a toronto bar and i i turn my head and i see a pair of man's nipples and i <laughs> I realize, hold on, and I look up and I see his Rob McLean's face. I'll probably start weeping tears of joy. <laughs> yeah, to be like, I, I, I didn't think it could be like this again. Yeah. We're back, baby. You say to each nipple. <laughs> Tess, um, you brought up Nintendo 64. Did you play a lot of games on Nintendo 64? Was that your main system? Mike, don't laugh. This is no, a good, I, good I question. No, I left that trail of breadcrumbs uh, intentionally, so thank you for following <laughs> up. You guys truly are the, the Don and Ron. Uh, mm -hmm. I, uh, yeah, I kind of did. I, I used to rent them from the library, and then what? I think I, I lost Yoshi's World. 
Oh, no. Like, I didn't oh, lose shit. at the game. I, like, lost the copy of it. And then I fucking demolished that game. <laughs> uh, but then <laughs> but then I lost it. And I, I remember it being the most money I, like, ever had to pay for anything. I think it cost $70 <laughs> to 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 the Regina oh. Public Library to replace oh, my rented and 64 Yoshi's World. And so after that, I, I kind of stopped playing. I think it seemed too high risk. Damn. $70. Um, I, that's impressive so. that the library there had video games. Yeah, it was fun. We, there was another one that was, what else did I rent? There was one that was like always available. It was a little guy with a blue helmet. <laughs> Bionic oh Commando? Mega Man? Oh, I think it might have been Mega Man. Did he have like farms or like run through farms? No, <laughs> not that I, not that I remember. He seemed to be more of an urban type of guy in my memory. Yeah, they didn't have sort of a Mega Man like yeah, um, having a milk farm or growing corn. Yeah, um, I don't know. Like I felt like he was always disrupting people's farms. I don't the know. Pe- if that's the Mega Peter Man. Rabbit of the, the Megaverse, if you will. Will Mega Man feed the chickens on time today? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know what it was, but it's like, it's very, it's a, I have a very specific memory of playing that at my dad's house and eating horrible cottage cheese uh, pierogies. <laughs> cottage <laughs> but, cheese yeah. pierogi, oh my God. Huh. I'm, anyway. I'm Googling trying to find Blue Helmet Farm <laughs> video game and I'm not seeing it. I wonder, it felt off brand. Like it was bad. It was just kind of unplayable. You just kind of ran around and then hit the edges of the game. And that like seemed to be the game. Tess, maybe I this think... was a Saskatchewan video game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. It was just the 4-H club came out with an N64 game and put a helmet <laughs> on the main character, called it a game. Now, the, paint, the, the, the picture you've painted of the Regina Library, because I would assume it would have had, you know, just old dusty books. But now hearing you talk about how you could rent uh, video games, I'm picturing like a sort of uh, a sci-fi <laughs> kind of Philip K. Dick, very uh, sleek and shiny kind of place. Is that? I mean, it had automatic doors, if, uh, if that's okay. what you're talking about. Right. I also, oh my God, I also fell... <laughs> I fell in the library toilet as a kid. <laughs> okay. In- was, how so? I was like small enough, I guess, to just like completely fall in a toilet. <laughs> and so I'd gone in on my own and then, and then like fell in like with my ass, like my body became like a V, like I was doing a sit up. And, uh, yeah. And then I think I was too ashamed or shocked or something to say anything. So I, my mom ended up having to get the library people to like break in the door. Cause she thought I like, I like had run away or something. There was no noise. She was like, are you okay? And I was just like sitting there in the toilet. Oh God. Wow. So I wish God, I wish it would have been some kind of some modern, uh, some modern Regina techno toilet, because I'm sure that would have <laughs> never happened in that case. <laughs> Yeah, Regina is known for having like Japanese style toilets that are way more advanced. Yeah, I'm just picturing to me, any technology is like uh, the lasers in the Thomas Crown Affair or like entrapment. Yes. It's just like you can't call Catherine Zeta-Jones, working it. Oh my God, that suit. You know what? I just had a... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Tess. I think we're slightly out of sync. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask if if you guys played played video games as as young young men or currently 
I, I did until I was like 11 or something, and then I, I um, haven't since really. And I was really good at them too. I would, I, I would uh, attract a crowd of teenage boys around me <laughs> when I was playing uh, games like Karate Champ or uh, Double Dragon at the arcade. <clears throat> at the arcade. Oh yeah. my god! You could have been, you could have been somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you could have been a millionaire boys. Twitch yeah. gamer, Mike. Seriously. Yeah. I played video games up until present day. Mm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. What's uh, your what's especially your, during uh, COVID? Flavor? Are you kidding? <laughs> what's your what are you playing a lot of now? Um, <laughs> what have I? Um, let me think. I'm playing a game called Sekiro, where you're a Japanese. Um, oh, what's the word? Um, sort of a sort of a ninja, and I'm going around this medieval place and killing all these bad people with my sword. That sounds fun. It's Does great. It- is this uh, like are the sounds good like the sword sounds? Oh yeah, you really hear the shing. Yeah, I like and that. And you know what's cool about this game? Um the <laughs> default is the voices are all in Japanese with subtitles. And it's kind of in like a supernatural medieval Japan and it's, huh. it's good. That sounds cool. Supernatural yeah. and medieval. You know what I played in COVID as well? Have you ever played Stardew Valley Tess? Oh, I've heard it's so delightful. I've never played it. Oh, I think I've watched people one. play it. And a lot of I people feel, play that yeah. one. Yeah, it's like a lot of running over hills. You're kind of making a farm and you live in this yeah. town and you do all <laughs> these simple things. And it's sort of funny because it's, I guess it's like clear our brains haven't, like we still sort of want to do those things, but we don't anymore. Like just live <laughs> in a farm and, you know, sell our corn and stuff. So totally. it's very weirdly, bizarrely enjoyable to do. Yeah, we'd rather do it just from sitting on our couch with like a pack of like Miss Vickies right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually, just going back to bathrooms, I just remembered a crazy bathroom story for myself. Oh, oh. my God, please. I, I told to that story it. and was just like, is this uncouth? Like, I really couldn't tell how it was no, going over. Hey. So please, please give me the goods. No, it was a wonderful story, Tess. I'd like to just... Uh, Personally speaking, I can't speak for James, but I uh, I like that story. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I liked your story. It, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, get ready for my bathroom story. I'm not saying it's a competition, but I'm just saying I sort of forgot about this. And then when Tess was saying her story, it came back in my head and it's it's pretty wild. Here we go. <laughs> I was probably six, five, six, seven, four. I don't know. Okay. And I was on a vacation. Child. Yeah, a child. Absolutely. Had not gone through puberty in any way. I was on vacation with my family somewhere. It may have been Mexico, I think. <laughs> and I I start getting sick. And oh. I'm like throwing up. I got, I don't know why. I was just sick. Right. And I'm in the bathroom and I'm throwing up in the toilet and i was very young i think my sister maybe took me into the it might have been the women's bathroom or something because i was like very small and i was throwing up and she's just like ah anyway (laughs) wouldn't take you there go on (laughs) well said i don't remember why exactly anyway so i'm throwing up and then a lady who uh you know didn't she seemed to be from wherever i was i can't you know i'm having trouble remembering she grabs me, this is not a joke, and she put her hand on my head, or both her hands on my head, and said some stuff, and I'm not kidding, 
the lights went out. <laughs> That's true. So and wait, by- you're... Okay, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I don't remember after that, but I think I stopped barfing. Like, did the lights go out or did you pass out? Are you like, my lights went out or like the lights went out? The lights in the, 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 lights in the pl- place we were in went out. And were you still <laughs> sick in the dark then? Or <laughs> I don't remember. Sick in the dark is an incredible uh, name yeah. for some memoirs. If anyone needs <laughs> needs the them tale of James's dark. trip to Mexico as a child, I just remember a lady saying <laughs> stuff and putting her hands on my head, and then the lights went out. I'm sure it was a coincidence, but it seemed crazy. I love. <laughs> I love when a memory. Have you told this story very often? No, I haven't told it in years because I sort of forgot about it. But uh, yeah. Uh, the There's story something of a magical about, like, woman. A memory that hasn't been totally storified yet, like that hasn't. Where yeah. it, it, you're just like they kind of feel like dreams. Yeah, but I have a family. I have family members who will back it up. Is oh, part yeah. of why I, I believe yeah. you. I think you're. I think you're almost as credible as Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, I have a few questions here. Oh, uh, here um, we go, Mike Wallace. Uh, <laughs> Mike Bullard. <laughs> oh, even better interviewer. Did you, in your memory, are you? Do you think of this woman as like, oh, the magical woman who said some words and turned off the lights? Or well, I'm not saying uh, that's what it is, and I'm sure that's an offensive trope. I'm just saying that's what happened. It seemed like she was saying a prayer on my head, <laughs> and then the lights went out. Would you? So think I'm not playing into anything. That's just what anything happened. in another language sounded like a prayer. It really seemed like a prayer or something because she was like, her hands were firmly on my head and she was saying something that sounded like a recited thing. Wow. Maybe she and was an angel. Did you ever hear about like what happened with the lights? Was it just a power outage? I don't know. Or were they prayed right out? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to follow up with a family member on this and get to all the other details, but... That's exciting. Yeah. My that God. is exciting. So I don't and know. How maybe, much longer? How much longer was were you an sick on your? Maybe. I think I actually think I wasn't sick anymore. <laughs> oh, I do. There you go. I think she blessed That's me. That's the end of your story. Yeah. Yeah. Where I, it's like the lights went out. It felt unfinished. I feel right. like I think I. I think I felt that seemed too unbelievable. If I threw in that I also wasn't sick after, but I should have just said that because I think I wasn't. What is, do you guys have any memories from, like, I mean, this sounds like one of them, but where you're just like, no one will believe this. And that's how I felt telling this story. Yeah. I had one when I was a kid where I, <laughs> I swear to G, you guys, I was like on the playground with my friends and the wind was super strong that day. And what, and I have a memory of the wind picking up my friend and carrying her for a second and then like <laughs> dropping her down. <laughs> But I that's mean, one of those where I'm like, that can't, like, I don't believe myself, but I also, I know what I saw, you know? I mean, yes. winds, hurricanes, whatever, you know, can, can lift up a small child, but was she like thrown violently or did, you, did she just sort of levitate up and down and then come back, back down gently? No, she got, it was like a little ride. Yeah. Like okay. where she where it went like, whoo. <laughs> wow. And picture, it was like a real kind of. You know, studio studio Ghibli kind of moment. You know what, Tess? That really feels like a similar thing where that's in your memory, but you're a bit hesitant to believe it a little. Totally. Yeah. Where you're just like, I, I know 
I know what I saw, but that can't be right. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever seen a ghost, Tess? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of in that category, too, I think. Yeah. Where you're like, I think I saw a thing. I don't think I have seen a ghost. I feel like the type of person who would see a ghost. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I feel open to the idea. Like, I'm, And I also feel like kind of the type of person who would, like, join a cult, either by mm-hmm. accident or on purpose. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those are kind of the same <laughs> categories. But I can't, I don't think I have... Yeah, no, I don't, I can't, I don't think I have. What about you guys? I I haven't seen a ghost, and I, I was trying to think if I had a toilet story, but I, I just remembered. <laughs> if you could combine them and a ghost flew out of the toilet yeah. of your butt. And <laughs> a ghost wiped your bottom. You through the, yeah. <laughs> I have a barf story, but it didn't take place in a bathroom. I, I had been... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I had been at work. This was in my like mid twenties, and I had to go home early from my job because I felt like sick, like f- fluey, fluish. And mm. I took the subway home, and I felt nauseous the whole time. And I got off at my stop, and on the the platform, I just barfed in a garbage can. <laughs> and then I don't know why, but I felt obligated. I went up to like the the guy by the entrance who like takes your money. Uh, and I was like, I knocked on the window. I was like, just so you know, I barfed, <laughs> I barfed in a garbage can down there. And he was like, what? I was like, I, I barfed in a garbage can on the platform. And he was just like, uh, okay. And I left and went home. <laughs> do you think, uh, do you think you now would, would still tell someone like, no. Or do you think you'd just be like, That's, it's a garbage can? Like, they'll, you know, I'm sure it's unfortunate, but I'm sure it will be disposed of. Tess, I've, I, I now have more life experience. Mm-hmm. And older, wiser. This, yeah. If this yeah. happened to me today, I wouldn't have told the man. Because I guess I had <laughs> assumed that the guy was going to be like, oh my God, hold on. And put up a, a sort of like, <laughs> like go, back in five minutes sign and go check out the garbage can or like. Go through, go th- dispose of it. I don't know. Or just yeah. take a good look like, yes, you really did. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for telling of, me, sir. Yeah, exactly. Some kind of code, code red, code yeah. blue. And then suddenly a bunch of people who are there just like, for the purpose of this. Happening hold on, we're calling the media. The and there's a bunch of reporters taking pictures <laughs> of the garbage can. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the guy who works there is like, everyone, three cheers for this man for letting me know that he vomited. Had he not alerted me, we would have all been in here without knowing there was vomit in that garbage can. A dog, hooray! Yeah, dog runs up with the metal, etc. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. That yeah, is the kind is. of thing you do and then go, why did I do that? I think I was sort of hallucin- like uh, hallucinatory at the time. I wasn't in my uh, right mind, uh, and that might explain my uh, my actions. Oh, I think I've told this barf story, but I was once a kid, I was once a kid, and I was in a movie theater, and I barfed on myself in the movie theater. And, Which movie was it? Oh, I wish I remembered. Oh, I don't remember. Splash. And then it was like, well, what do I do? There's barf all over my shirt. So I took off my t-shirt, and I was just topless in the damn movie theater, probably a seven-year-old boy. So then the movie ends, and there are these, like, cute teen girls milling around, and I walk out of the damn theater trying to act like it's no big deal, and I have no shirt on. 
Oh I sort God. of trying to rush walk past all these girls and I have no Dude. shirt on and I'm trying to pretend that's normal. Oh my uh. God, you're a regular Ron McLean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, do, were you were you shy or were you just like, eh, I'm a kid, like who cares? No, I was embarrassed for sure. I, I was trying to pretend it was like, <laughs> so what? Yeah, sometimes I don't wear, sometimes I don't wear a shirt when I go to the movies. So what? <laughs> but it was not true. <laughs> it was not true. You you always wore a shirt when you went to the movies. That was Lying. something you made sure you did. So you were sitting there with no shirt, watching a movie sort of covered by or like smelling your own barf for the entire length of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> why i didn't leave yeah it's hard to know kind of how to problem solve i think at the best of times let alone when you're seven and have just barfed Mm. on yourself yeah yeah oh Oh, poor little james thanks yeah i would have loved to just like (laughs) even see i don't even know how to describe what i'm talking about like (laughs) see that kid as like an extra in a movie like where it's like people are coming out of the theater the main characters are having a conversation it's like at that scene in annie hall or whatever and then meanwhile there's just like a a shirtless seven-year-old just like walking by like wiping what's his story in the background exactly oh god but i don't want to know i just want to see it as the i just want to want to know mystery (laughs) yeah James, totally. have, you, have you seen a ghost though, James? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've talked about this on the podcast. I was with my friend Brian. Shout out Brian. And uh classic we Brian. both felt like we saw we were alone in the my my house and we both felt like we saw an arm coming into my room. And I heard a noise. And then I went I was like, oh, maybe that's my mom. And then I walk over to the door, no one's there. And then I see mom's car driving up the driveway. So she wasn't even home. Ooh. So then we're like, what the fuck? Shit. And truthfully, I feel like I imagined it. And then Brian almost tricked his brain into thinking he saw it too or something. Sure. But I really f- felt like I saw an arm. <laughs> Have you ever told this story like in a campfire setting? <laughs> like no. to spook to spook people? You should, you should test it off. It's spooky. Yeah, it's a good idea. Maybe, well, I maybe was... when I uh, take some kids on a camping you know, if I ever take a camp counselor type job, it'd be a good one, a good story to scare them. Yeah, I also <laughs> just straight. think I could really uh, see you in that role. I think you'd be great. Thanks. And yeah, I we'll think I should, things go you should follow the-, the dream that you just made up for yourself. <laughs> I like it. You know, we'll see how things go with the podcast. If that doesn't make Mike and I, you know, let's say, you know, 250K a year, maybe I'll, yeah. you know, transition. Tess, do you think that my story of barfing on the subway platform would also work in a campfire setting. <laughs> Gather around, kids. I'm going to tell you a frightening tale. And the man had such a false sense of morality <laughs> that he thought he, everyone needed to know. Yeah, like, and then you yeah, end I it with like, great. and the most frightening part, children, that man was me. <laughs> I vomited in the subway garbage (laughs) i was um i was camping this summer and we were on uh we were on tom thompson lake in algonquin park and you could hear uh, the campsites were really really remote like there was just kind of one per i don't know 500 meters or kilometer or something but the nearest one was actually across the lake from us 
And in the middle of the night, I woke up and it was like just some bros who were trying to scare each other with scary stories at like the nearest campsite. (laughs) But it actually just seemed like there was just one bro who was into the storytelling element and the rest were just like, let's get hammered. But but he was really, really pushing for it. And it was like just waking up in my tent and hearing like in the in the kind of far distance in the middle of the m- most beautiful Canadian wilderness, just like, no, guys, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Like, this was like really fucking serious. Like, you don't even know. Like, like this happened. Like this, like, like just really trying to get the mood started. But the, it was also the tone was like completely kind of aggro. That's funny. Like. One guy has like a bit of a sentimental nostalgic yes. side he can't resist. And the other guys are like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's like the Norman Rockwell fan of the group, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the story, I heard the story too. And it was basically just like, I saw this woman and then I fucking turned around. She was gone. <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro, I'm going to tell you a, st- a scary story. I thought I saw a babe, but then it w- she wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it was like it also i think it took place at a Seven Eleven, which was funny because it was like telling scary stories in the wilderness is like well then you know we're really far away we're like we'll we'll be safe that's less scary for us <laughs> imagine an edgar Allan poe story set at a Seven Eleven. that would be a little different um than the, like the stories he wrote that yeah that would be very different it'd be like uh once upon a 3 a.m <laughs> While the slurpee <laughs> splurped in my cup. I'm just making it up the top of my head. I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have it worked out. But You know what's a good uh, bro conversation I overheard? And I remember in high school, I remember <laughs> this big bro guy. And uh, we were like coming out of computer class or something. And he not, not joking. And this is probably 1998. He goes, yo, what's a disc? <laughs> And I just remember thinking, like, you fool. And he was probably twice my size and, you know, like, really muscular and, like, huge. And I'm like, you fool, you don't know what a disc is. He didn't know what a disc is. No, he said, yo, what's a disc? I also, I like how you characterized him that he's, like, just about to yell, I'm walking here at some point. He was that, it was that vibe. Totally. He's like, first I'll ask about this disc and then I'll tell someone where I'm walking. Yeah, it was he was kind of like um who's the really muscular guy from the Jersey Shore? The situation? Um pretty much. No? I'm sure. I feel like if this if the if an 18-year-old situation went, "Yo, what's a disc?" <laughs> was this like the first week of class or was it like well into the computer? It was class? oh, absolutely well in. <laughs> And the and this is this is I think now I'm getting too indulgent, but I, another uh, overheard bro comment I remember in high school, exact same kind of guy, and I remember overhearing him t- talk to someone, and he was really distraught, and he goes, "Christina's gone stupid. She thumped me." <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, man, you suck. Gone stupid. Aww. Yeah. I also I like these bros that you went to school with. They sent they. It sounds like Saturday Night Fever, like. Yeah, it was a very bro-y high school. Uh, mm. Weren't they I heard, all? I heard some teen bros uh, just over a year ago at a Starbucks. I They were sitting beside me, uh, and uh, I, I, I overheard them. And the, the part of the conversation that I remember was a guy was like, he was like, 
holding court with his friends. I guess he was like their leader. And he said, he said this, guys, uh, like $25 million, like actually isn't even that much money. (laughs) 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 Wow. He must be so rich. Yeah, I do feel like there is a point, though. It's like the Doctor Evil, like he was doing the one million, one billion (laughs) thing. Yeah, (laughs) like where there's a point where you you you're like, wait, but somebody actually has like has twenty five million dollars. Like, I want bigger and better things for myself. (laughs) This guy was thinking big. Yeah, he he wasn't. He wasn't settling. I guess. Yeah, (laughs) but his friends certainly were. Yeah, right. And he wanted to whip them all into shape. <laughs> I would read I would read his his uh successful business rules for being a bro billionaire or whatever. <laughs> Rule number one, scream at your friends. Rule number two, don't understand numbers and how high they are. <laughs> okay, here's another real thing. I've heard from a few people like I'm starting to get the feeling that I'm weird with the way I text people. Yeah. I'm I'm not like you, Mike, or, you know, Chris or something, but like, I'm starting to feel like I'm, I, I overstep some bounds with people I'm not very close with in texting. And I've, I've heard, like, I mean, I'm, you know, Dave Shumka commented on how I, I sent sort of a weird message to him. Our friend Nathan has said, he says that I, I text normal, like other people text drunk, he told me. And who else? Oh, I felt like once I said I made a I I sort of was confusing to Jordan Foisey in a text, even though we're good friends. So what kind of what are some examples of like the the weird, weird world of James Hartnett's texts? Here's what I think I do. I think I jump into a joke with someone as though they know I'm joking and understand what I'm meaning in this joke. Uh And they don't. And I'm (laughs) then reading is really weird because I don't maybe know someone that well. And I'm making what I think is an obvious joke. And they think, what? Because it, we don't really text that much. So is it like the, the text you send out of the blue is like, I want to kiss you so hard on the lips. Like that kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, or, kind of. I, I remember. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or just like, I remember. Oh, God. I, I, I was watching the Raptor game and I hadn't texted with Jordan Foisey much at the time. And I remember making some joke about one of the raptors and he's like what like it was just a, it was a weird joke it wasn't very funny he didn't know what i meant and i just confused him and he didn't say anything but i could tell i weirded him out mm. hmm. i just think and- this is the thing i do and i actually i sent a message earlier today to a former guest of our pod who i won't mention him but he's a really he's a great guy and we don't know each other well and i sent him a message too asking him about a soccer team and then I've been thinking since, oh, I wonder if what I just did was weird. But the message was like, hey, you, you remember the soccer team? Or is it like, do you want to well, go kidnap a soccer team? <laughs> no, he's a fan of a soccer team. And I wrote a bit of a too long message saying, asking him about it. And like, because I was thinking, well, maybe I'll become a fan of the soccer team. Mm. But then <laughs> See, I thought after, is this weird? Like, if you don't really know me, is it weird to have some guy just message you? Hey, you know, here's a long message about did- soccer. Did he respond? He has. It's a short okay. response. He actually responded during <laughs> recording. Yeah. It, he wrote ha 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 at the end. It is only three lines, whereas mine was two, four, six, eight, nine lines. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. I just, this is a thing I've been noticing in myself and I've been resisting the urge to text people unless I know them really well. Interesting. 
interesting. I yeah. I think it's funny that that would come off as weird. I I always really appreciate when someone's kind of weird or too much or like when they come out swinging as a texter when they're just kind of mm. like I'm going to try some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like then it makes the dynamic a little bit less like like hello, goodbye, hello. <laughs> Which I guess is how I usually text. Um, It just, you become, I don't know. It just gets some kind of like, where you're like, this is a a safe space to try stuff. It's our own text message thread. It's a playground. I feel like I clearly am weirder than I realize in texting, but I am Mm. nice. And you know, I have some friends who I think are very great people, but they're cold texters. And I, I think that's also a problem. I'm going to call somebody out right now. He's an oh, amazing shit. guy and I love him, but he's a bit of a cold texter. He'll just sort of say no, period. Or, Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah, Sounds the period's good, period. very cold. Yeah, that's You got to at least put an exclamation. Yeah. I would put, if I'm, if I'm saying no or... Uh, Something like that. I'll do like a, a cool, casual nah. Yeah, you know? you're good. Yeah, nah's good. I think I might give a thumbs down on just the text itself. Mm-hmm. Like if it was a question, I would just give a mm-hmm. thumbs down and then move on. You know, another friend I'm going to call out, another amazing guy, warm, this wonderful guy. Huge scoops. Is slightly oh, a shit. cold texter. Again, it's. I think it's like I'm looking for an exclamation, a... Ha ha, a lol, a smile face. James, I love I've, how this started as you being like, am I a weird texter? And we were like, no, I'm just I was kind of ta- like, no. And now you're like, you know, who are some fucking weird texters? <laughs> I'm just taking out all my friends. Yeah. Oh. Systematically. Okay, what about d- dis or dis? Spill the tea? How do I talk about what I'm trying to say? Cut all of what I just said. <laughs> Um, what what about like you guys on each other's texting? Like, how may would you I, rate each other each other's texts? May I take this one uh, off the off the bat here? Um, sure. I think James, you're a lovely texter. Uh, oh. Your your tone is great, oh. uh, and I hope I I text in a fun, laid back, informative way, entertaining as well. Mm-hmm. Something I, I've noticed though. Is I think okay. we, we keep slightly different hours. That is true. And that is true. In the past couple of months, there's a, a phenomenon of me going to bed and yeah. then like an hour after I'm asleep, my phone starts blowing up. Oh <laughs> shit. What time do you go to bed? Oh, well, I mean it like, depends, but I mean two would not be out of the question, that's for sure. Right. Mike, We're, that's, I'll go to I'm bed sorry. around 11.30, 11.30 midnight, kind of. Oh, and that's, that's when nice. You, to, like, you like to test. keep the days separate. You don't want to bleed those days into Absolutely. each other. Yeah. Clearly test, demarcated. I, I mean, I appreciate that, Mike, uh, and that's fair <laughs> comment. But Tess, isn't this slightly on Mike? Because if you're going to bed and you're not putting your phone on silent? I mean, I, I do think that that's a bit pathological. <laughs> like to always have the sounds on your phone up. What? Yeah. Is that yeah. A, no, mine, mine, you gotta be mine's silent. Mine's on silent. Cause then, yeah. Cause then also you can if, have, you can have international friends texting you at all hours. It, but what about an, just if an emergency? Peaceful. Oh, emergency. Well, uh, that's true. I like. Yes. Yeah. I suppose that's true. But is it, 
If the, if somebody calls three times, it go it starts ringing anyway. Does it? Yeah, I really want to win this. I think you're thinking of Beetlejuice. <laughs> Sorry, I got my iPhones confused with Beetlejuice again. No, does uh, it, well, Mike, actually, I think this is a good relationship breakthrough because I didn't know that this was waking you up, and I'm going to not text you after 11:30. No, because we've we've come up with some great ideas that late. It's just I, sometimes you know. Oh, I, f- I feel bad knowing. Oh, wait. Here I so am. So do you? Do you respond? Do you wake up and you're like, mm. um, occasionally, Papa Bell's but, cannon playing in the oh, background. No, you're Mike, responding. I didn't know this. Occasionally, I'll respond, but not always. I, wow. if I'm being perfectly honest uh, with with you and the listeners. That's well, really nice, though, that you're like you're woken up, but then you're still gonna riff. You're still gonna make plans. I don't mm. know. Seems good. So what I've about riffed. what yeah. about Mike as a texter, James? Just you in, know what? I've got to be, be honest. He's a great texter. I'm just gonna be. <laughs> Fully honest, he uh, is fun. He's saying hi. He's you know exclamation <laughs> scrolling through our text right now. He's got exclamations all over the place. Yeah, uh, thumbs ups. Oh, that I, oh, really I can't complain. Really positive. It sounds like I think I it's can't from, complain. I think it comes from my uh, Eastern European background because they're very <laughs> um, sentimental. I think. Um, and so that's probably where it's the, the, the extreme emotion in my texting style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So does the idea of receiving like a no period just send chills up your spine? Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that yeah. at all. If it's like, hey, want to meet up later? Can't or something. Then I go, mm-hmm. okay. You know what? I get we're friends. But how about a, oh, sorry, I can't exclamation. Yeah, you could have been like, I love you so much, James. <laughs> I just, I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's Ugh. true. I think I'm trying to figure out what my texting style yeah, is. I was just going to ask, how are you I as think a texter? I, I mean, I I think I I think I'm good. I'm like an inbox zero kind of person. I'm really stressed out about mm. responding. Like I always respond. I think, mm. and then I usually try sometimes try too hard to have like a little <laughs> treat in my response. So like make a right. little joke or use a fun word or like mm-hmm. um or a picture or or. A gif or jif. Um, but <laughs> That's nice, though. That's good. I think That's it's good. good, but then sometimes I think it makes me unintelligible. Like I like if someone's like, hey, are you free tomorrow? And I'm like, uh, let me consult. Like, it's like, shut up. Like, I'm, I'm just kind of, <laughs> I do too much sometimes, I think, just to try to uh, be liked. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you mean. I will, I will consider sometimes like, returning a message to someone I, I want to be nice to, but I don't know well, like a arduous task because you're like, I want to reply to you, but I also want you to think I'm being nice. And it will take me sometimes days to work up the like, oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. To be like, I have to yeah. be in like an, an authentically friendly mindset. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe these cold textures have it right. They just tell you. Over they don't sweat it. They don't sweat the small stuff. They get on with their lives. They don't, you know, give themselves a heart attack uh, trying to put a joke into each response uh, mm. or add an Easter egg. Yeah, you're getting really face value. Honestly, it sounds like, and I can, I'm, I'm German. This sounds like when I lived in Germany. Like that okay. was like, it was very. You got a real like face value from people, and I remember people really? telling me too that they, they were like. Do you want some honest feedback? We think you smile too much. <laughs> really? Oh. Yeah, I think yeah that it was. People like, said that to you in Germany. Yeah, yeah. 
Like once, <laughs> once I, you know, was their friend, but they were like, just like, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. Huh. That's interesting. That, that interesting. German, uh, I guess German culture, I don't, one of the aspects of it that comes to mind is not, I guess, smiliness. <laughs> so, so maybe you were sticking nice out like, guy. yeah, sore yeah. thumb a bit. How, how long did you live in Germany, Tess? I was there for a year and a half in Berlin. Cool. Yeah, it was Ooh. fun. It, I will say that the the stereotype of like everyone in Berlin being a DJ is true. <laughs> it was always like my dentist, who's a part time DJ, like my therapist, who is a part time DJ. <laughs> was any part of you like maybe I'll stay in Germany? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was fun. I don't. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I, I I was there with my partner who was working, and then his work contract was up. This is like such an uninteresting response. And then we came home. <laughs> no, but that's neat. <laughs> yeah, but I miss it. I miss. Uh, I don't know what I miss. Uh, just sitting on a hill and smoking, I guess. <laughs> wow. I, well, you can <laughs> do that at Christie Pitts right here in Toronto, <laughs> and it's not weighed down by there. all that nasty history here. Well, sort of. <laughs> But anyway, moving on. I I went to Berlin once <laughs> by myself, and um, uh, without knowing it, I booked a um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy themed hostel. <laughs> and I, there's nobody alive that I think would enjoy that less. <laughs> I to this day I've never called? read. I feel like I yeah. know where that is. It was in Prenzlauerberg, Friedrichstrasse area. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, I've never to this day read or seen any of the Hitchhiker's Guide, uh, things. I had no idea what, uh, what was going on. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. That's was funny. it like, w- and were you there with a bunch of super fans or do you think it was all people that were just kind of like, I needed a hostel and I'm going to say it was just people who just needed a hostel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tess, <laughs> Thanks for uh, joining us. Is there anything, um, anything else that you really want to get off your chest, or uh, anything bugging you? Because um, <laughs> now, now like. it's time to do it. My rants and raves. No, I no, I I'm I nothing. Thanks for having me. Well, definitely, uh, Tess is a very funny Twitter follow. I recommend. <laughs> it was we'll part put... of my intro that Mike gave me. Oh yeah, yeah. Member of Twitter. <laughs> member in good yeah. standing. Yeah, yeah. And what is and your? I've, um... I've paid my dues. I've paid all my Twitter dues. They're up to date. I'll pay my Twitter tax and <laughs> by March thirtieth. <laughs> what is and... your Twitter handle? Oh, it's just at Tess Dagenstein. Okay, and Tess, you uh, also recently you wrote uh, a movie that's getting made, so that's really exciting. So if you're looking for I someone did. to write. Movies for you. Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> Pardon? You wrote Ghostbusters Afterlife, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Muncher? Mm, that's me. <laughs> Is that that guy's name, Muncher? Muncher, yes. Ah, uh, Muncher if you got her. <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, te- uh, Scott Moore said to Tessa. Or yeah. I wonder if he texted... <laughs> Uh, her when Muncher hit the internet and was like, "Ha! Ah, just saw Muncher. This guy, this ghost named Muncher, reminded me of our figure skating move." <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
He probably did. And somewhere, some announcer was like, Scott Moore, I just uh, send you a text. Uh, tu sa vertu. <laughs> it sounded that much cooler. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Tess, thank you so much. This was a really fun time, fun chat. Aw, thanks for um, making me get some headphones. It was about time I owned some. <laughs> They're looking our good. Pleasure. Hopefully they sound good. And yeah, our, our pleasure. Cool. Thanks, Tess. Bye, Mike. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Hello, my buds, my pals, my friends, hopefully some new friends. I'm Trisha Black, a queer East Coast comedian living in the big city of Toronto and the host of One More Round with Trisha Black. That's me. The podcast where I sit down and have a drink or two or three with a variety of guests. Folks that I want to get to know, people that inspire me, and friends who I just adore. It's kind of like an East Coast kitchen party, except if that kitchen were a studio and the conversation was the party. Brought to you by the Sonar Network, One More Round with Trisha Black is available every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your sweet pods. So grab a drink and stick around for one more round. See what I did there?